Ladies and gentlemen, Alex Jones here with breaking news that the power structure and the Justice Department has tried to suppress. We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. It isn't cheap, but it's worth it. Like, literally worth it. We've got his and hers, Glock 17 and Glock 19. The world is on fire. Our country is on fire and it's dangerous. For those of you that support the Second Amendment but haven't thought of getting a firearm or have resisted it, you may want to reconsider getting a firearm and getting properly trained because this world has gone absolutely insane. For those of you listening on the podcast, I just showed you the cases of two handguns that we purchased earlier in the year. The Mossberg 500, I think, is the best one we have for one of the best ones we have for home defense. That's a shotgun. The world is absolutely nuts. Absolutely nuts. Welcome to the BCP podcast. I am your brother. I'm your host, James, the Black Conservative Patriot. I love and appreciate every single one of you. Thanks for your support and making this show possible. I want to start off with a an update to what we covered either in the last episode or the one previous to that. A 12-year-old arrested in connection with that deadly attempted carjacking on D Street in the district faced a judge today. We've learned he's in custody because his mom turned him in. If you missed a report, this has to do with the 12-year-old seventh grader who is a great kid and was shot by a police officer in an attempted carjack. Let me bring you up to speed. A deadly attempted carjacking in Northwest D.C. And police say a 13-year-old was shot and killed by the man that he tried to carjack. Authorities now still looking for a second juvenile suspect. Well, guys, that 13-year-old, he has been identified as Bernard Tony Jr. Today, D.C. public schools confirmed he was a student, a seventh grader at Kelly Miller. Let me just say, um, guns, carjackings, 13-year-olds, Recipe for tragedy. And that's what we have. So the update before the weekend is that the other kid that was involved with that, his mom turned him in. I was surprised that there were actually parents in the picture. They actually did the right thing. I wonder if there's a dad involved. In the family life, that is. 
This 12-year-old was ordered held in a secure juvenile facility by the judge involved. It was also explained to court that this 12-year-old could have been the driver if this suspected carjacking had actually been carried out. Now, there is not audio, but a detective testifying in court today had said that there is surveillance video that appears to show the two youths walking toward the vehicle involved. They apparently have some kind of conversation, and that's when the detective said that the two were seen, both of them, placing their right hand hand around their waistband area. Then the detective says they continue to approach the car, the 13-year-old opening the passenger side door. The 12-year-old recently arrested, we're told, went around, opened the driver's side door, and apparently said something using a curse word to the effect of, get out, you know what this is. That's when we know afterward that the off-duty officer involved, the security, a federal security officer, got out of the vehicle and fired shortly after that in seconds, a 13-year-old killed. In court today, we learned a lot more about the background of what's going on here. Mom apparently contacted police yesterday as soon as she recognized her 12-year-old son in the suspect photo issued by police. This is her son's first time in the D.C. court system. A significant moment also came after the youth was asked his birth date and age, telling the magistrate judge he is 13, only for a court official to later say he's actually 12. Wow was the judge's response. We do not know why he gave a correct answer. We also learned in court today that while doing well, now in a different school, the 12-year-old has concerning behavioral problems, dealing with anger issues. Since five years old, he allegedly started smoking marijuana at 11. He also allegedly said at intake that he knows where to get a gun. It's not clear how serious that comment is, uh, but it was no well noted in court that mom even contacted an area hospital trying to get her son help, not wanting him to be lost to D.C.'s streets. It was around 10 o'clock at night Saturday when police say the 12 and 13-year-olds walked up to the off-duty federal office security uh, security officer's vehicle and that this was at around the 600 block of D Street Northwest. We're told that that officer was on the phone about to head into work at the time. And the officer told police that he believed this was an armed carjacking. Now, police have not found any guns connected to the 12 or the 13-year-old. The judge was saying in court that she didn't find substantial probability for the charge of armed carjacking, but did for carjacking, ordering the youth held at least until the next court appearance on Monday when another judge could decide otherwise. Guys? I'm not making any assumptions here, but I'm not hearing anything about dad. Where the hell's dad? Knock him upside his head. What the hell's wrong with you? The problem with society are all of these kids being raised by single moms. Now, I'm not talking about divorced mothers where there's a father involved in the, in the life of the child. The marriage didn't work out or whatever, but the parents had this child in matrimony. I'm talking about these women just having kids and raising children without a father figure. It is a problem and it is a problem that no one wants to talk about in the black community. Very, very sad indeed. Okay. Now, uh, Stephen Crowder got the first three pages of the manifesto of the notes of the transgender shooter. Released it today. Lots of drama. Let's go over this.
Police say 28-year-old Audrey Hale shot their way into Covenant Presbyterian School, took six lives, three children, three adults, shot at police vehicles from a second-story window, then was killed by officers. Police say the shooting was carefully planned. We have some writings that we're going over uh, that uh, pertain to this day, the actual incident. We have a map drawn out of how this was all going to take place. Uh, there's right now a theory of that's, that we may be able to talk about later, but it's not confirmed. Police have not released a motive, but confirmed Hale identified as transgender. When asked whether gender identity played a role in the shooting, the chief didn't answer yes or no. We can give you that at a later time. There is uh, some theory to that. We're investigating all the leads, and once we know exactly We'll let you know. Police say Hale was also a former student at the school. And according to LinkedIn, Hale was an illustrator and graphic designer who attended a private arts college in Nashville. On social media, Hale appeared to use the name Aiden. Police say 28-year-old Audrey Hale brought two military-style rifles and a handgun into Covenant and was prepared to do more damage. Someone that had multiple rounds of ammunition, prepared for a confrontation with law enforcement, prepared to do more harm, that was actually done. Now, shortly after this happened, Nashville police had said that they were going to release the manifesto of the transgender shooter that they recovered uh, from her car following the attack. The local authorities and the FBI then refused to release the manifesto to the public and people want to know what it was all about. Well, this morning, early this morning, I saw this, Stephen Crowder, Our Mug Club undercover team has obtained exclusive access to the National Covenant Shooters Manifesto and a a huge promo to, you know, tune into the show to see what it was about. And the it it wasn't hype. Uh, The goods were delivered. He did deliver uh, on that. He. uh was also uh, we also got from uh, early in the morning Alex Jones letting us know what was in store Ladies and gentlemen Alex Jones here with breaking news that the power structure and the justice department has tried to suppress the Nashville shooter the trans woman demand who went in to the little Christian school and shot those little kids and shot those teachers The manifesto was suppressed when it happened, and we now have confirmed from insiders it was the Justice Department suppressing it. So the local government is upset about this, the police department, and from sources inside the system, we'll leave it at that, they have leaked to Stephen Crowder and his investigative unit, they have leaked to them the first three pages of the document where she talks about wokeness and hating white privilege and all the rest of it. This is being done to then pressure the government itself to officially, of Nashville, release the manifesto, because it's reportedly huge, and see how this monster was brainwashed and poisoned by leftist propaganda. Reportedly from the sources, she was a total brainwashed leftist on a bunch of psychotropics that love BLM, you name it. Stephen Crowder has the first tranche. We're told more is going to be coming. It's exclusively at jonescrowder.com. So this is what we have. And a chilling revelation, the disturbing manifesto of Audrey Hale, who, re- who referred to her plan as Death Day, has been leaked. This document, filled with malevolent intent and planned timeline, contains a disturbing insight into Hale's thoughts leading up to the tragic event. 
Within the washed-out prose of her manifesto, Hale made numerous alarming statements, including, can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm ready. I hope my victims aren't. Her hope for a high death toll is also clearly stated, a chilling sentiment that uh, belies the depths of her uh, malevolence. Her ire seems particularly focused on kids who she perceives to be affluent, referencing children going to fancy private schools with those fancy khakis, sports backpacks, and with their daddy's Mustangs convertibles. Hale's extended to a consistently embittered view of societal equity, demonstrating her deep-seated anger. She wrote, want to kill all of you little crackers, bunch of little cigarettes with your white privileges. Her cold-blooded precision when discussing the execution of her heinous plan is chilling, with Hale estimating the entire incident may last as little as three to seven minutes, but no longer than ten. She uh, wrote, it might be ten minutes tops, it might be three to seven, it's gonna go quick. By the way, when I said a bunch of little cigarettes, I'm talking about the English word for cigarettes. This is the manifesto. Let's look at three. one of the three pages that has been released by Louder with Crowder. Kill those, uh, dated 223. Kill those kids, those crackers going to private fancy schools with those fancy khakis and sport backpacks with their daddy's Mustangs and convertibles. F you little shites. I wish to shoot you weak ass penises with your mop yellow hair, but she says dicks, not penises. Want to kill all you little crackers, bunch of little faggots with your white privileges. F you faggots. I'm reading the manifesto. So I don't want to, not everyone's going to watch the video of this. Many of you are listening to this on the podcast. Then the second page dated 327.23. Today is the day. The day has finally come. And it says death day at the very top. I can't believe it's here. Don't know how I was able to get this far, but here I am. I'm a little nervous, but excited too. Been excited for the past two weeks. There were several times I could have been caught, especially uh, back in the summer of 2021. None of that matters now. I'm almost an hour and seven minutes away. Can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm ready. I hope my victims aren't. My only fear is if anything goes wrong, I'll do my best to prevent uh, anything of the sort. God let my wrath take over my anxiety. It might be 10 minutes tops. It might be through to seven. It's going to be quick. I hope I have a high death count. Ready to die. Ha ha ha, Aiden. Remember, she went by Aiden as, as her, her male name. And then there's this detailed schedule. Death day, 630. Uh... Something desired, 7 o'clock, get dressed, 7.05 to 8.55 a.m. Something with stuffed animals. Lunch, maybe around 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., says a yellow post-it note. 9 a.m., eat breakfast at home with a heart over home. 9.30, pack up special belongings in backpacks. 9.50, test knife. Car glass breaker, dad's old cars. 10 o'clock, leave for Royal Range, 19 to 20 minutes. 10.20 a.m., gear up. Set up guns in trunk. Assemble to get out vest with mags inside. 11.20, final videotape, 10 minutes. We don't have that videotape as far as we know. 11.30, so I guess 10 minutes to record that final videotape. Leave for Covenant School at 11.35, 12 o'clock, arrive at Covenant. Check parking uh, for security. 12.05, arrive in designated parking uh, space. 12.05 to 12.10, prepare for attack. 
12, 10 uh, or thereabouts, lock and load weapons, uh, 12, 13 or 12, 33, open fire towards, and I can't, I don't understand what the last thing says. And then it says time to die. What a sick individual. Steven Crowder and evil. It's not always, it's, it's not always just sick. I, I don't believe in that. The, oh, they were just sick or mentally ill. There's mental illness. Then there's evil. And then there's people who are mentally ill and evil. Steven Crowder highlighted out that it says, I want to kill all you little crackers. I hope I have a high death count. I'm ready. I hope my victims aren't ready to die. Now, of course, there was, um, there was all kinds of uh, pushback uh, for Steven Crowder on this. Uh, Facebook was censoring his Nashville manifesto. The Facebook said, your post may go against our community standards on violence and incitement. Your post looks similar to a comment that we removed for going against our community standards. You can delete it now to avoid potential account restrictions. And then uh, later in the day, Steve Crowder said, investigative journalism is not considered a criminal organization according to YouTube. Wait until you see what we have in store for you tomorrow. Rumble only 10 a.m. And he tweeted out a YouTube uh, restriction. He got, hi, Stephen Crowder. We want to let you know that our team reviewed your uh, content and we think it violates our violent criminal organizations policy. We we know that you may not have realized this was a violation of our policy, so we're not applying a strike to your channel. However, we have removed the following content from YouTube. Talk about white privilege. uh, I guess also having money and attorneys and what have you because I didn't get any of that sort of... When they took me off of YouTube, they just said, oh, you talked about Ray Epps. One, two... I had no strikes. I had a warning on there, but I had no strikes. I I was totally good with, uh, with YouTube and they took down my channel saying that I had uh, cyber-bullied and harassed Ray Epps. And that was it. Uh, Steven Crowder got a little bit of, uh, you may not realize this was a violation of our policy, so we're not going to give you a strike, but we took this stuff down. Well, I didn't get that courtesy. I'm not bitter. I'm just I'm just saying it's, just, it's not a fair system. Not a, a fair system at all. Okay. Why? Why did I show you these Glocks? Why did I show you these Glocks? They're out there and they're dangerous. Content warning. An elderly Jewish man has been killed by a pro-Palestinian protester who hit him over the head with a megaphone at yesterday's Israel rally that happened on Sunday. Sadly, the victim has passed away from internal bleeding. May his memory be a blessing and his attacker be prosecuted to the fullest degree of the law. Wow. Wow. I'm telling you folks, be very careful out there. Be prepared. You never know when these crazies are. I'm I'm not I'm staying away from rallies, not because I don't want to let my voice heard, but because, you know, a lot of them are FBI plants. They're looking to entrap you or they're crazy and want to kill you with megaphones, guns, knives, or whatever they have at their disposal. We have uh, this. these photos, the alleged attacker, are circling online. We will update this thread once we learn more. Let's see if there's an update. Did they catch this guy? Um, no, don't see an update. 
I will keep you posted on this story. The tragedy struck Los Angeles on Monday when an elderly Jewish man succumbed to his injuries sustained at a pro-Palestinian protest over the weekend. The victim was involved in an altercation that took place in Ventura County during the demonstration on Sunday. As reported, the Jewish man was walking to the protest and an altercation broke out between an unnamed victim, the unnamed victim and a young protester when suddenly he was hit in the head by the pro-Palestinian protester. The instrument of assault was allegedly a, me- a megaphone, the blow from which caused the man to fall into the ground, suffering a severe head injury. Eyewitnesses recounted the horrifying scene of seeing the victim fall, bleeding to the ground, while a woman bearing a sign that read, Free Palestine, rushed to provide assistance. Okay, Free Palestine. How about we uh, liberate America from uh, all the crazy stuff going on? Now, this is uh, Jeff Rainforth. He has been uh, filming what's going on at the border. How does this make you feel? Allah Akbar coming across and then kneeling and praying to Allah. They're already here, folks. They're already here. We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. 